Todd, welcome to the show today. Very excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, David. I'm excited to be here. So you were one of the first people I met uh, when I joined Amazon Web Services. Oh, really? I had the pleasure. Yeah. Um, and I just, I and part of it was CDK Day. So it was like, I think it was my first week. We had met either around that time, either before or after. And I saw you talk at CDK Day. And it just the, to you know, it's, it's so endearing to see an engineer that has that passion. Like you could be on stage. And people that know you, you have this passion and excitement for what you're doing and you have this vision. Uh, and so like what we see today and even talking to you that first time, like what we see today for the technology that you're working on with this cloud development kit and the growth of that and how it's expanding uh, and your vision for that. I knew this was going to be a really good episode. So we'll <laughs> thank see. you for coming on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you are a principal engineer at Amazon Web Services, working on the CDK, Cloud Development Kit. Uh, tell me a little bit about your time at Amazon. How long have you been here? Um, you, you know, what is, uh, what is it like being on the team? Um, so I've been at Amazon for almost six years now, which is uh, a lot. Huge, um, yeah. I didn't expect, uh, to be honest, I didn't expect to to stay for so long. Um, I used to work for other, you know, big software companies. And after I left last my la the last company, I was like, I'm not going to go back to like corporate America ever again. It's not for me, all this politics, all this organizational like challenges. Yeah. Anyway, and then uh, some, somehow I got lured into um, playing with the uh, drones when uh, Amazon, oh, wow. when Prime Air uh, had just uh, started, you know, the drone delivery program. Yeah, I remember seeing a little launch pad. I was walking around in um, in um, uh, South Lake Union, and it was where Prime was. Uh, and I was working with uh, Charlie Kindo in like early Alexa days, and there was that whole little... So we may have crossed paths. There was like engineers out. There was this whole little patio path and it was the official drone like landing spot. I was like, what is this X thing on the ground? And there's like little things going out. It was super cool. Yeah. And so it was super cool. And and I remember, um, you know, just going into that, the, they, they had this like kind of like garagey lab thing that they, that they just yeah. you know, built up. And I remember going in and, Anyway, I spent a couple of months with that program and I was like, this is a different company. You know, something in the something in, in my feeling of empowerment was felt different. You know, I felt empowered to like innovate and come up with ideas and push them. I don't know, maybe it was me my naivety back then, but uh, um, <laughs> I, actually CDK is an interesting story in that exact um, you know, that exact topic. But but yeah, I've been around for six years. I've done some uh, worked a f uh, on the drone program for a few years. Uh, then spent some time um, um, with uh, Amazon Search. You know, the product search, the website. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a really interesting project. We kind of tried to like change how the search engine uh, architecture works so that it's more efficient in hardware. Um, and actually, part of that project. Um, we, we, we created this serverless component and it was the first time for me to use, you know, heavy serverless kind of architecture. And 
you know, it was heavy on cloud formation, heavy on cloud formation resources across multiple regions and accounts because, you know, Amazon has these 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 requirements naturally. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was when I was like just kind of realizing that we don't have good tools to to model all of that. And um, and that's that, that's actually how CDK came came about. Oh wow! Yeah. So tell me more. I had no idea. So the, originally, the idea for what CDK became was your engineering work within another part of Amazon and seeing that need and trying to solve a problem. Yeah, that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's actually solved my problem. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah. So for people who don't know, like, it, it, I think, you know, people may be familiar with cloud formation and maybe they've done some stuff with Sam and, and other tools um, who are trying to spin up infrastructure. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of devs, it, for me, you know, it, starting out, it was how do I spin stuff up just to prototype and be able to do things quickly and, and spin up infrastructure and spin it down and know if something works and be able to tinker. So, so tell me the beginnings of that idea and and how all of that came into existence. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it's always it was always about creating abstractions. You know, I'm a software yeah. engineer, and like the bread and butter of software in my mind is the ability to create abstractions. It's the ability to take smaller building blocks and create bigger building blocks from them. Uh, you know, the 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 essence of of, of programming if you will, you know, like take two functions, create a third function that composes them together. And, right. and when I was, you know, using CloudFormation back then and, and you know, trying to like define this big complex system, I didn't have a tool for creating abstractions. I really didn't have that tool in my toolbox, which I was very used to having, you know, like being coming from software engineering is like, Okay, I need to be able to take these things, create components from them, and compose them together into bigger components. And so, in a sense, like the, that basic mechanism is at the heart of the CDK. Um, it's this idea called, called constructs, right? Where you can basically uh, model everything using constructs, and and those constructs are highly composable. You can like take a bunch of constructs and create a higher level construct. Uh, from those components, from those smaller components, and 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 that's when we kind of designed this idea of construct, which is this is very basic and very simple, but extremely powerful. And then the first thing we did when we created the CDK was to say, hey, you know, when I'm using the console, when I'm using the web console, the AWS console, I'm thinking as a user, and I have a UI system that abstracts away some of the complexity when I, you know, create resources, for example. So I go to, you know, right. the VPC console and I do new VPC and I get a bunch of questions, very minimal, mostly defaults, next, 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 and I get my VPC. And behind the scenes, there are dozens of resources, you know, like subnet, sub, subnets and uh, net gateways and router, routing tables and things like that. And the console is getting created, yeah. Yeah, like tons of stuff happening. Um, yeah. But from a, the mental model of the user who uses the console, they don't really care about that. They just want to, you know, give me the defaults, maybe change something in the defaults. And, and so I really looked for that experience as in a programmatic way. And right. what we had at that time was basically the ability to use software to interact with the backend directly. 
So you could use, you know, the SDK, the AWS SDK to, you know, interact with the backend through the control plane, right? The APIs. Yep. And you had CloudFormation to be able to provision resources, but the level of abstraction that CloudFormation offers is the same level of abstraction as the backend. It's not right. a front-end, right? Like it's not abstracting away the complexity. It makes it easy to interact with the system in a declarative way, but it's not really, it doesn't have any abstraction. And so the first thing we did with constructs, and that's in a sense what we ship with the AWS CDK, is what we call the layer two constructs. And, and that is basically abstracting away the API in a sense. It's basically, we're not, we're not in, in a sense, the user still needs to understand what a, an S3 bucket is and a Lambda function and Dynamo tables. Those semantics are still the same semantics. However, when I'm creating a VPC with the CDK, all I do is new VPC. And I can, <coughs> sorry, I get defaults for everything. I can obviously customize everything that I, anything that I want using rich object-oriented APIs, um, but it's a front-end, right? Like, so I, I sometimes like to think about the CDK as a programmatic front-end for the cloud, as opposed to CloudFormation, which, pro, which, which offers a, you know, declarative backend and et cetera. Right. And yeah, can- it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love, I mean, it's funny. The, so one of the first like demos I put together was a CDK demo, just because it's got that wow factor when you show people, especially if they've been in YAML for a while. And, you're, and you know, it's like anybody that's, for me, coding has always been, it's, it's trying to automate creative thought, hmm. right? Which is why we have so bugs, because at the end of the day, it's, it's this, it's this, innovation, this inspiring like way of thinking as a human being, and then trying to automate that in a way that it's, there's rules around it and you can replicate it and you can ensure and trust that it's going to continue to work in that way versus a human being changing their mind at some point. And (laughs) And they're saying that's why it's flawed by definition, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's why we have all these bugs because it's ultimately coming from human beings in the thoughts that we have. Um, and so there's still some wondrous magic to all of it, but the first time I saw that, I think it's, uh, I think it was like three lines of code and I, I, I think it was a VPC that I spun up, uh, and then I added an S3 bucket and then just going in and then even messing around with Fargate and doing other things, it really clicked as a developer of, it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, well, of course I should just programmatically be able to code against the web. You know, why, why don't I have all of these things, um, before? And so did you find that kind of response within Amazon? Like, how did this, was it, you created this on your team? Was it with other teams? Did you start to see other teams, service teams within AWS look at this and say, oh my gosh, like this changes things. I have the ability now to, to start spinning things up with code and, imperative you know versus declaring things and being able to iterate and how did did that start to spread uh, um, across Amazon? not not the original library um, right. but what 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 I did back then is I kind of contacted the team there was a team there is a team at Amazon that's responsible to like create these um, uh, improve improve the the efficiencies of internal teams to use right. AWS 
as if they were external customers. Basically, right. leverage all of AWS in a sense, because you can imagine, you know, Amazon existed before AWS. And so, like, actually, a lot of the Amazon's, you know, code base is still built against, um, you know, uh, I would say, um, uh, lower level primitives, right? Like EC2, for example. Most of Amazon is still basically running on top of EC2 without being able to, like, leverage all of the high level services that AWS offers. And, and, and that's been, that's changed dramatically in the past, you know, five years, I would say, but that, right. but, so I contacted that team and, and that team used to actually vend tons of CloudFormation templates. Um, and they tried to do what we did with constructs, but through these template snippets. And so what teams would do is basically pick up all those template snippets. You know, for example, they had a template snippet for VPC. Uh, right. Or a template snip, snippet for Fargate uh, service, or a template sip, snippet for uh, Lambda-based API gateway service. You know th- things like that. And then the API, quote unquote, of those templates was basically, you know, override this value here if you want to do this. Override this value here if you want to do this. Oh, right? It's basically right. kind of like take, copy, and paste, and modify in a sense. Got um, it. And so there was no discipline. M- you know, surface area, which is something again that I've, I'm used to from from normal software, um, and and so I went, uh, you know, met met with that team and showed them what we did with constructs, and and they were like, of course, you know, this is how it should be done, right? It was so easy to like sell this quote unquote to 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 those who actually felt the need, you know, the pain, um, and and then what happened is that basically. Um, I met with the leadership of uh, AWS Developer Tools and, and you know showed them this example, and it was a real world project. You know, like I, I feel like that's that's always something that strikes me at Amazon. If you if you show that you're really solving a problem, the sell is right. it's sometimes hard to show that, right? And in in my case, it was easy because I really you know used the used this approach in a production complex production system, right? So it was easy to like show all those use cases. I literally like sat down with the director and showed him the code, just like, you know, browse the code. It's like, oh, look, you know, this is my ingestion layer. This is my storage layer. You can see how, you know, my infrastructure definition is co-located with my runtime code and I can test it in isolation in my pipeline. It's like all those things that were, you know, that, that we, that, there were needs that were unmet needs, you know, in this space. We're kind of just like checking the boxes with like real world examples. <laughs> and, right. and that's basically how the, the actual external CDK got started. And, uh, and, and actually we spent more, more time initially like building a product. We knew that we wanted to build it as an open source, you know, framework. Uh, it was right. obvious. It was actually really easy. The, you know, people have been asking me how, you know, how hard was it to like get that open source? It was like, it was obvious to everyone, you know, our entire leadership, yeah. of course, it has to be open source. Um, and so we were like investing initially more energy in like actually building it as a public product, product, AWS product with all, you know, the framework that's around that. And we knew that once it's, stabilized to a mature to a to a degree externally it would be much easier to like get internal teams to um adopt it which is interesting right from a cultural perspective 
Um, and uh, we can dive a little deeper into that if, if that's if you're interested. But uh, the the bottom line is, at some point, probably a year into the project, um, we spent some time with the with the internal teams to build a construct for uh, our continuous integration system, the internal continuous right. integration system. We call it's called pipelines, Amazon pipelines. And that is actually one of the most interesting systems we have internally. For, and, and it's ubiquitous. It's used across everywhere at Amazon and AWS to deploy, yeah. you know, services at any complexity. You know, all AWS services use it. All Amazon services use it. It's, it's an extremely, like, powerful um, system. And we created a really nice construct to interact with that system. Because, again, it's the same story yeah right? there's a complex model when i uh, uh, there used to be a lot there used to be some other tools to 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 synthesize this model and there's a lot of clicking there's a lot of and so we created this really nice api and with you know you then so you go to your ide it's supported by in java and net and TypeScript and you get code completion and you get all those nice defaults and with a bunch of lines of code, you can deploy complex AWS services across multiple accounts and regions and everything. And that became like the killer app for CDK internally. Like that was right huge success. And that was uh, the gateway drug also, <laughs> you know, once people started using that for, uh, for their deployment story, uh, they realized the model makes sense. And so they, it was easier to expand the usage there. So it, it is pretty popular internally. Yeah, I. it was so interesting to me, you know, talking about that internal process when I started looking at how Amazon does stuff across, you know, alpha, beta, and gamma, and how we kind of look at when we're actually doing our unit testing as a developer, and then getting right down to, you know, um, multiple AZ deployments, so single AZ, single region, and then it's it, there's like a an intelligence in how it scales up and how it can scale down based on how those rollouts go. So it's like, you know, I was used to, if this works, we start to scale up here, or maybe we like just ramp it all up because we already know. But Amazon has that ability, if things look okay, we can actually deploy and ramp up across multiple regions, multiple AZs, and then at any point have the ability to start to roll back code. And from a developer's perspective, to have that mindset that at any point within a deployment that you could start to roll back changes that you've done, I can't even imagine the complexity in manually trying to to set that up and then having a tool like CDK. Did it take all of that into account from the very beginning to understand that uniqueness of, of how we're actually deploying things? And then uh, it was great that you had multiple languages. Um, you know, we didn't talk a little bit about the, like what is the CDK way of abstraction, right? The the whole JSI I thing oh, sorry. blows me away, right? Like how how that did that come from just understanding? Okay, well, what the Amazonian way where we're doing these things. Or was it from the very beginning of like, I need to abstract this out. And so in essence, it can apply to these, these different types of languages. But it's almost like to me, CDK is like, like I learned in Visual Basic and I could code against COM in Windows, which was all C. So it had like, 
these these interfaces called iunknown and idispatch and that was like completely crazy for me in vb where i was just looking at win32 with a wrapped interface so there was this amazing abstraction layer that made me super productive for the first time as a developer and i felt like cdk was like that you know, the <laughs> first time that i saw it it's funny you funny you mentioned calm and i it as a teenager it was like my I don't know, obsession, I would say. I Like I had oh, this wow. like, weird hobby of like handwriting calm components. I don't know. Like there, oh, were, wow. there were a lot of like templating, you know, I remember there was like, a, yeah. Um, but and I there was like deep calm template. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like Good. to write these unknowns, I unknowns and implement address and implement release and implement. Yep. And so it's funny you're mentioning it, but you write it. It's actually very similar. Like CTK uses has this like underlying technology called JSII, uh, mm-hmm. which we built as part of the CDK. And it's it's an independent technology. It's not like tightly coupled to the CDK. And in a sense, it's kind of like DCOM in a way. Um, right. What it does is basically it allows you to interact with TypeScript code from within from ev- from any programming language. And the way it works is actually pretty straightforward. It basically takes your TypeScript module, it reflects on the type system, so it creates a model of your TypeScript uh, of your type system. You know which classes, basically the public API, classes, interfaces, methods, properties, enums, etc. Um, and then it creates this bundle that allows us to generate proxy classes in every supported language based on that type system that we reflected on. And those proxy classes, what they do when you're actually using CDK in Java or CDK in Python, maybe I shouldn't say that because uh, kind of like lifting the hood sometimes is not the... (laughs) But basically (laughs) what what happens is that when you use CDK in Java and you do new stack, for example, then what happens under the hood is like a a child Node.js process gets executed with your actual JavaScript code. And this proxy class that we generated, which has the same API as the TypeScript class, but kind of translated to Java idioms or .NET idioms right. or Go idioms. Uh, every time you interact with a class, like calling methods, getting or setting properties, etc., it just basically proxies the call over to the child process, runs the code in JavaScript, and then marshals back stuff to Java. And so in, in many ways, it's very similar to how DCOM works or COM, right? Like the, the ability to do this inter-process communication through, through object-oriented right. APIs. Yeah, to be able to pull the interface and, and the, the entire thing at the end of the day is as a developer, it works the way that I think it'll work. And it's in a familiar type of syntax that I think it is. And for me, when I was learning, it's actually how I found the Win32 API was just playing around in the IDE. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was like the documentation, but I was like, okay, if I'm going to go ahead and call this interface, I need to actually see everything that's exposed. And I could do that by just being in my IDE. Uh, and, you know, CDK kind of does that for everything. I know that I was creating, I was doing something with S3 and the CDK, it pulls up one of the things it pulled up was like, oh, okay, this is how I get, you know, steady state and other things like that. And it's, it, it seems, and I know we're close on time. So if you're, if you're cool with it, I would love to do a, a second part of this and we can kind of go into the future of this, of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I, for me, 
it seems like because AWS moves at such a fast pace when it's iterating that CDK, because it's going to be the interface for all of this, it's going to be updated fast. And that's one of the things that, you know, I hear from the community and we have heroes out there in the community too, who will post the CDK release, you know, every time something's posted up to GitHub, what's new. And, and, you know, we have things like, uh, the CDK corner and blog and, um, so let's let's pause here, and then in the second one, we'll talk about that community feedback and how you see the future of of all this. So, uh, sure. Thank you, thank you so much for this this history. This is some of the stuff I didn't even know, uh, and how you know it was created and and brought to to be able to help developers. So thank you, thank you. See you soon.